And we're back. Episode 17, is that what we're at now? I'm always going to forget. I should probably check it before I go live if I'm ever even going to bring notice to you. Episode 17, it is also my brother's 38th birthday today. Celebrated that last week. Um, hit up the... Uh, Hit up a nice Brazilian steakhouse. Had been years since I'd gone to the steakhouse. And good God, was it delicious. I filled up on so much meat, you have no idea. <laughs> Shout out to anybody that's ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse or even Copacabana. <clears throat> so we are doing a bit of an abbreviated version of the show today. Going to cut it down to half an hour today. I do have some wedding festivities to get to uh, in about an hour or so. And the reason I actually cut it short today is because I've been editing my goddamn podcast, my uh, MMA Lockcast, and I'm forgetting how long these things normally usually take to, uh, to edit. I am about halfway through it now. Just got a couple more fights to add, but I recorded it earlier today. And then I've just been editing it ever since, creating the graphics, all that stuff. You know how it goes. Um, so once that, I don't even know if I'll be able to get it released before I get out of here. So it'll probably come out tonight. It'll be processing is like pretty much before I leave, but it's going to take at least an hour and a half to two hours to get through everything. Uh, so then I'll post it tonight and then we'll do a premiere of it at that point. So if you are waiting for it, I apologize but I will be out tonight, almost done editing, I promise. We got my guy Amin in the chat, as always. Appreciate him always stopping by and showing some love. Tristan Sherhouse saying, uh, I guess they got rid of your comment once again. It's weird. I guess you're going to have to comment it now. Hope all is well with you as well, my friend. Lajwan Dream in the chat. Fear the deer in the chat as well. John Smith, appreciate you, man. My guy, AJ from MMA Experts. Appreciate you stopping by. Asher Quinn, good morning to you as well, my friend. Hopefully you're having a beautiful, well, hopefully you'll have a beautiful day over there in New Zealand. Basil Hazelwood, early thoughts on Perez versus Albazi. Uh, somebody sent this in the Discord earlier today, and uh, I like the fight. You know what I mean? It's a solid step up for Albazi. I think the kid is talented. I think he has a, a high ceiling. And this is a good step up for him, right? He's going up against a formal title challenger, uh, a guy that's been in that top seven to top ten range of the flyweight division for a couple years now. Um, interesting stylistic matchup, right? Both guys, solid wrestlers, solid grapplers. Maybe I'd give Albazi a slight edge in terms of the jujitsu aspect. So, yeah, I like uh, I like Albazi there, man. I'll ride that guy to the top five, honestly. I think he beats a lot of these flyweights. Uber talented. If you give me dog odds or anything better than minus 150 on Albazi, I'll probably take a shot on him. I can Zulheir in the chat. What's going on, my friend? Appreciate you stopping by as well. Yeah, just getting back to the editing of my, my podcast. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's... It's something. There's a, there's a reason I felt like it saved me a lot of time just to do them live. But I know there's a lot of uh, a, a good group of people that really enjoy the graphics and the clean look of it. Uh, so I'm going to go back to that as best as possible, especially considering how many uh, how many live streams I already do and how much I or how often I 
I talk with the live chat. I don't really see a need to continue to do the podcast episodes as live shows. I'll continue to do the contender series as, you know, live shows so I can talk to the chat as well. But in terms of the podcast episodes where I'm specifically going over UFC uh UFC cards, I'll I'll try to go back to doing those uh in an edited form. I can ask in, can you please give us a quick run through with your contender series picks tonight? Yes, I totally forgot that the contender series is on tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern. So I'll be missing those, but I'll probably catch them when I get back uh, from this party. But uh, quick predictions and thoughts. Let me just pull it up here. I do have two bets on it tonight, which I still have to put out. So good reminder to me to make sure i make up that graphic before i get out of here uh going from first fight onwards uh, i took a shot on blake builder at plus 185 seems like there's some money coming in on him now because i see him down to that plus 165 so a little bit of, uh, a little bit of clv there on the blake builder side of things uh morgan has some big power but i think his grappling is his uh is his issue and if builder goes to that grappling as early as i hope him he will um he should be able to smash Morgan on the ground and win via, you know, ground and pound or submission or something like that. But Builder will definitely have the advantage on the ground. I'm thinking and hoping that he can get it there. Um, but Morgan is live, obviously, to to land a big knockout of his own. Uh, Morgan by KO is sitting at plus 110 for anybody intrigued by that. But I'd be surprised if Morgan is the minute winner here. I think Builder will do a better job of controlling this fight. And... Uh, Again, he can get knocked out, but there's a reason I took him at plus 185 and not, you know, at plus 100 or something like that. I feel like there's value on his line. So I took a shot on him there. Next up, Maria Silva versus Victoria Dudakova. Uh, I do like Silva here. There's a reason that she's minus 300. I think she is way too physical for Victoria, and I think she'll be able to overpower in most positions. I think she'll be able to grind her to the mat, maybe find a finish from on top, but I think this time around, you know, Dana will likely sign her even with a grindy-ish decision win compared to the last time where she fought on the contender series and went to a decision with a chick that took the fight on six days' notice, and Silva was a pretty big favorite in that fight. So... Uh, I think he'll, I'll see, uh, I think we'll see uh, Dana be okay with giving her a contract after that, but I think she'll look minus 300. Uh, Rebecca versus Legio is a great fight. That is a fun, fun fight. Clear striker versus grappler matchup. You know, we have a couple of those on this fight uh, or on this card, but uh, this one specifically, Rebecca looks like a fire hydrant with how thick this guy is and how he fights inside the cage compared to Legio, who's a little bit longer, a little bit lankier, uses his striking pretty well. But I think that he will eventually get taken down, and that's where Rebecca will be able to do his best work. I'm not sold on minus 245 on Rebecca. Um, so I'm not taking the shot myself. Maybe violence uh, under two and a half is currently minus 225. I can see that hitting, um, but I do lean the Rebe Rebecca side there. Uh, Matej Penez, uh, I took a 1.75 unit shot on him at minus 175. So pretty much just to win one unit there. Um, I think he's the better striker. I think his takedown defense will be good enough to keep this, this fight standing. And anytime Dumas wants to go out there and try to throw his patented leg kicks, I think he's going to get countered straight down the pipe every single time. And Penez will either knock him out or get his respect enough that he won't be throwing those kicks as often. And yeah, I, I think Penez will absolutely torch him on the feet and knock him out another potential violent spot for anybody that wants to bet chalk uh and then in the main event i'm gonna go with kinoshita 
Yusaku Kinoshita. This kid looks like the truth, man. Uh, a lot of skills, very well-rounded in all aspects of MMA. I think he's the heavy hitter. I think his takedowns will do him very well here. I think his jiu-jitsu will be able to get him a, a, a submission or at least dominant-type position where he'll be able to get the finish. Uh, Enrique, very long, very lanky. You know, I thought he was six foot five. UFC stats has him at six foot three, but the kid is still long and lanky. Only 20 years old. Uh, uses his range quite well, but I think he's going to eventually get taken down here, and Kinoshita will mess him up on the mat. So, so uh, Kinoshita, Kinoshita inside the distance. I think we see a lot of violence tonight. I think we see at least three of these fights finished inside the distance. So once again, Builder, Silva, Rebecca, Peñas, and Kinoshita. Those are my picks for tonight. Uh, Asher Quinn saying, yes, got out of town a few, for a few days. Going to spend some time on the lake. Hopefully nice. I love it. Fear that you're hoping to make some money tonight. Good luck, my friend. Rips and picks saying, what's good luck? Let's get this money tonight for Contender Series. Good luck to everybody that'll be playing tonight. Ashokwen saying, I'm on Dunmas and Kinoshita concerning violence in Ligio and uh, Rebecca. I don't mind the violence spot. I hope you lose the Dunmas spot. But hey, you're taking, you're taking plus money. I'm not hating on it. I'll never hate on anybody trying to take plus money at all. Fear that you're hoping me, hoping I wipe the card. That'll be nice. Basil asking, favorite sports to watch other than MMA? Uh, I'd say basketball. That's really the only other one. I used to be a huge, huge basketball fan. You know, could name every single player on the on the team, assistant coaches, coaches, general managers, all that shit. Not so much anymore. Rips and picks saying, not sure if you saw face off yet, but Ligio is much bigger than Rebecca. Excited for that one. Yeah. Ligio, very long, lanky. So uh makes sense that he was bigger than Rebecca there, but Rebecca should be very um strong and should be able to get this fight to the ground. Tristan saying, is there any piece of data about MMA that you would be interested in that you can't already or easily get? I.e., fighting fighter rankings over time. That's not a bad one. You know, if somebody kept in uh like kept a, a track of like, okay, you know, the fucking fourth week of 2017, who's ranked number fourth in this specific division. That'd be cool. But as of right now, man, I think we have statistics on pretty much everything you could possibly need in MMA, right? From the the stat digger guys over there on Pub Sports, shout out to Brady and uh and Wheezy to, you know, even my guy Nate Ladeshaw, who uh does it as well on Twitter. A ton of stats already out there. Asher Quinn saying, Rebecca is a 5'7 lightweight. He is built like a brick shit also. Exactly. Baze is saying, I wish money distribution was more available for UFC. Oh, I am uh, I think you're talking about DraftKings, I guess. Asher Quinn saying, Dumas and Peñas both measure at 6'3". Their face-off suggests otherwise. Yeah, Peñas was much taller than him. So maybe whoever's getting their uh, measurements not really on the ball this time. David Dean saying, lived in Brazil for half my life, all over those fighter interviews in Portuguese. Nice. Let's see what he says here. Watch Charlie Oliveira yesterday while not translating on the video. He said Ali has been talking too much. Habib has been talking too much. Oliveira dripped with attitude and confidence. It would be awesome if, if, if Charles beats Islam, it would be amazing if he could get Khabib out of retirement to fight him. I think that would be the only way. Asher Quinn saying, might do a cheeky one-unit parlay on all men's fight to not go to decision. I think that would have a good chance of hitting. 
you know, the only one I'd be worried about is Builder and Morgan if Builder just grinds out Morgan over 15 minutes. But I like it otherwise. Lajuan Dream saying you got a D-Gen parlay for the contender series. Um, D-Gen play. I didn't put one together, obviously, because I already have official plays on it. But, like, if you want to get degenerate with it, I guess Kinoshita, Pinez, uh, Rebecca Ligio fight doesn't go to decision, Maria Silva, and uh, you can leave out Builder Morgan if you want. But uh, throw Builder in there if you want to get crazy with it. Corey Ipo saying no bets tonight, but possibly rubbing one out to do the Copa. <laughs> you fucking savage. Uh, yeah. Good luck with that, my friend. Uh, father of YouTube, I think this is who that guy is. What's going on, my friend? Sam Pena's is a good striker, but what about ground game? Dumas definitely has advantage there. Better play under good odds, actually. My my concern with Dumas is I don't think his takedowns are that great. At least I'm not sold on his takedowns to date. Um, sure, they're going to come against decent or you know below average competition on the regional scene, but Pena's has been facing takedowns in every single fight. And I'm very impressed with the with what I uh what with what I've seen in terms of his takedown defense. PSSA saying what's the design of your shirt lock? It is uh Jake Cole. You can see uh the bottom there is the cover of uh 2014 Forest Hill Drive, and then the top is just his head, but it's this uh artist who like takes these. Let me see if I can pull it here. You can uh, you can kind of see his face there. But it's like this artist that like replaces their face with like flowers and shit. It's pretty dope. Appreciate that. Uh Lajon Dream saying seen Ben Ashwin said he would come out of retirement to get his rematch. Jorge, we know that fight's never gonna happen. That's gonna be me news for like three days, and then we're gonna forget about it. <laughs> Basil Hazelwood saying total bet percentage placed on X Fighter versus total money percentage placed on. Oh, okay. I, I get what you're talking about here. Basil saying helps you know which side has sharp money versus public money. It's more available for other sports. Yes, I think sometimes Bet Online will put it out. So if you follow Bet Online, I think that Dave Mason guy will put it out every now and then. I'm pretty sure Nick Kalikas also puts it out uh, for Circus Sports. Charlotte Circus Sports. Uh, so if you follow some of those guys on Twitter, you might be able to see it. Uh, John Valentin in the chat saying, quick opinion on playing minus 250 is chalky two like parlays to win even money or overplaying fighters with those odds straights. Why risk five you to win two you back when you could just win two you to win two you back? Um, I, I think it's also... Like, I don't mind playing Chalky just straight up, right? I really don't mind playing that because I, I talked about it yesterday on yesterday's stream as well. It's like, it's already hard enough to get one. Like, you got to bank on one guy to go out there doing exactly what you want him to. Now you're adding more outcomes into this. So you might be, yeah, you might be down two units um, if one of the legs busts compared to the five units you'd be down. But if that other spot hits, you get a little bit back. And again, you're you're probably still getting going down. What is that? Three units in that? Whether you play them straight or whether you play them in a parlay, um, 
I try to like something that I've learned, you know, especially within this last year, which is why I think my straight bet uh, numbers are really starting to skyrocket at this point is there's no need to parlay. Like if you like, again, it depends on how much you're betting as well, right? If you're betting a couple thousand dollars, sure. Like minus 250 on, on a, uh, play, placing five, like a thousand, sorry, placing $5,000 on minus 250 will net you $2,000, right? That makes sense compared to somebody who's playing maybe what a hundred bucks, 500 bucks, even they're getting back $200. Maybe it's not that big of a throw for them or something like that. But we all know this, John, it's, it is a long-term type of game at the end of the day. I, I, I see the, the argument for parlaying as well. But I more recently, I'm really in that uh, that boat of just playing them straight up now. Let's not get pretty with it. Let's just cash that ticket. We believe those guys should win. No issues, nothing. Minus 250 is still not too bad of a line straight up, in my opinion. Everybody has their own perception of it or their own take on it. That's just mine personally. Tristan Sherrill saying, oh, yeah, I doubt those sportsbooks would ever disclose that, though. But, yeah, that would be awesome. There are some. Again, there are some. Pete G in the chat. Appreciate the love, my friend. 718 Hustle saying, make that like button tap out. Yes, please do that. If you haven't already, make sure you guys hit that like. Uh, Asher saying, I think you can just sort of tell what side sharps are on versus public in MMA. If it's obvious, well, it obviously depends on like the the money uh, or the money line and, and the line movement, where the line is starting to move. That's where you might start to see, okay, the sharps are coming in on do mats or whatever. That's why Peñas was down to minus 150 in certain times. Ashquin saying, even the most, uh, even then most of the time, Sharps are split on who to back. Yes, sir. I've never really understood the, okay, because Sharps are backing this guy, I'm going to back him as well. Like, if you are one of those guys that likes to do your own research, you shouldn't care where that money is coming in or where it's going. Just... Go with what you believe is right. You know, you did the studying, you did the research, you listen to guys that you trust. That's it. Sharps aren't always going to get it right. Connor Jefferson, what's the parlay? We rocking tonight. I don't have any degenerate parlays that I have in play. Again, I have a one unit play on Blake Builder at plus 185. I have 1.75 units on Matej Peñas at minus 175. But if you want to parlay, I guess Kinoshita, Peñas, uh, and Maria Sova, if you want to just put those three together. If you can, and if your bookie allows it, uh, Rebecca Ligio fight doesn't go to decision in there. It's not too bad either. PG saying, I only use parlays if I'm extending odds for free bets almost no other time. Yeah. Bookies love parlays, pretty much. Ash Quinn saying, hashtag fade the Greek parlay. When until Yanni shows his parlay on the broadcast and bet the exact opposite. I don't know if that's always going to work, my friend. I don't think it worked last time either. Ali Hamoud saying, you think all the male contender fights will not go the distance? I think the one that uh, is sketchy that might not is uh, Builder and Morgan, because I think Builder could grind him out. But I do think the other ones don't go the distance. White House Troll in the chat. Appreciate the love, my friend. PG saying, I'm with you on Builder. Plus 195 seemed pretty good. It's taken recent steam now. Yes. CLV, baby. Right? Is that what they call it? CLV? <laughs> 
Ashokoin saying exactly Sharps and Public are playing with uh, with the same money and odds anyway. There you go. Ashokoin saying no dollar is any more valuable than another. Bingo. Marcus Williams in the chat. I believe uh let me just quickly check here. Yeah, in my logcast video, I am wearing my Nubian bookstore hat. So when you see that podcast come out later this evening, you'll be happy, my friend. Uh, my Usman Mara parlay ticket not cash. You made me question doing parlays when I should have straight bet. Marab, I'll be doing more straight bets. Bingo. Like I know you are one of those guys that would pay like five thousand dollars for one bet. Like that is that should be the style. Just consistency with straight bets, you should be fine. There's no need to get locked up to, to parlays. Again, the, the big shocker for me a little while ago, a couple of years ago, was Yana and Jacek getting knocked out by Rose Namajunas. Now we know Rose is actually better than we expected, but still, like, that night I was shell-shocked. Like, I, I don't think I bet parlays for a long time after that. And I'm talking about official bets, right? Like, if you're doing lottery ticket parlays or, like, you know, degenerate long-shot parlays, okay, go ahead. You know, go crazy on that. But like, if you're betting real money for like big, big amounts, straight bets is the way to do it. Um, yeah. Uh, Basil Hazelwood saying more about fading the public than back in the sharps. Vast majority of people aren't good at betting. So when they lose, Vegas wins. That is true, but it's very much subjective as well, right? Like, you have to. You have to take into consideration the matchup. But I get where you're t the the angle that you're coming from. Tristan saying you think DJ could compete with UFC top 135ers kind of like Henry did. Uh, well, Henry only had one fight, if I'm not mistaken, at 135. Yeah. Uh, I think he could, but like if he did come back to the UFC, I think he could still do 125. 135 is a sharp division and very difficult to, to contend in. So I don't know. Size might be too much from there. Rips and picks MMA saying on average, how many units do you bet each week on MMA? And when did you make the transition from casual better to capper? Um, for me, like, I, again, I don't, I hate the term capper, right? Like, even if you guys see in my, my Twitter uh, bio, I put MMA gambler plus content creator. I hate calling myself a capper, right? I do obviously take percentages and all that into equation and and all that into consideration. So I guess that does make me a capper at the end of the day. But I think that's like when I started tracking my bets almost five years ago, I think that's when I made the, the transition. Because before that, it was all just crazy parlays, no serious tape studying, nothing like that. I think I would say when I started tape starting and, and actually start researching these fights and these picks and all that, I think that's when you can say the transition occurred. And that was almost five years ago. You know, I think my first bet I ever made was, I think I lost it as well. I think it was Volkan Uzdemir, or sorry, Misha Serkinov versus Volkan Uzdemir. And I made Misha my chalky lock of, lock of the night play. That was the first time I ever did research or anything like that. And hey, on tape, Volkan looked like a poor grappler on the regional scene, especially having to tap out to a neck crank. <laughs> and then Misha Serkinov got absolutely starched that night. But I think back then, and in terms of my average units per week, I think we talked about this on a previous episode, but let me just pull it up again because on Bet MMA it will actually tell me this. The average amount I bet per event. Give me one second. Uh, average stake per event, 7.36 units. Most I've ever staked is 18.07 units. 
So there you go. Uh, Boone saying, grab Rodeker decision on plus 105 last night. Good shit. I think it's up to about minus 120 now. Basil Hazelwood saying, rather be on the side of Vegas because Vegas always wins. That is true. Peachy saying, anyone see Cross took gone at minus 560 with the intention of hedging with Ty Kale prop at plus 700 or below? I don't know if he has the brain for the value equation. Huh. Yeah, Peachy saying, it really wasn't that long ago. He was saying he just bet who he thought would win and without caring about odds too much. Yes. Interesting. Bezos saying much more useful to his team sports with spreads, but still useful in MMA. Henry won belt against Marais and defended against Cruz. Ah, yes, you're right. Good point. He did have two fights at 135 pounds. PG going on about Kraus saying very best price on Thai KOs plus 700. I find lines to arb with more profit that uh, minus 560 versus plus 700. That shouldn't be a bet. I don't even think you should be betting that fight period if that's your intention, right? Like I think there's other spots that you should be investing in instead. Ashokun saying average 12U, max 18.6, something like that. Close enough. Again, uh, average is 7.36. Most I ever did, though, on an event was 18. I, I, I barely go over 10 to begin with. JC, JC asking, what's the lock for Dana White contention? So there is no lock on my end. Just small plays, 1.75 units on Peñas and one, uh, and that's at minus 175, and then one unit on Blake Builder at plus 195, but I believe he's down to a pl uh, plus 165 now. Corey Yipo saying, I locked Wood yesterday at plus 160. Wish I got in earlier when it was better, but it is worrisome. Jordan opened at minus 200. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize he actually opened at minus 200. That is news to me, but as soon as I saw that plus money beside uh, Wood, regardless, I was happy to take that plus 120. Yeah, Wood opened up plus 170, but immediate action coming on him, bringing him down to about that plus 120 range, which is where I bet him myself as well. Uh, PG saying, I'm not trying to hate. It's just silly. I agree. Exactly. Uh, Asher Quinn saying... Don't think so. He was minus 150 within five hours of the line dropping. Yeah, there you go. CCTV saying, hey, man, any locks on contender series tonight or over one and a half? So you think will happen? Uh, the only one and a half I, I think would happen, but it's very chalky, is the Maria Silva and Victoria Dudakova fight. Um, no locks, though. The, the only bets that I have is Peñas and Blake Builder. Asher Quinn saying, just a bad line from the bookies, in my opinion. That's It often, ha it often happens like that, honestly. Tyler Rose. Saying, I can't help but think Tony Ferguson can win against Leach. Ferguson had Chandler almost out of there in round one, but all people remember is him getting punted into outer space. My only concern is how quickly he's coming back after such a vicious knockout. That's the only thing. Am I playing Leach at that heavy chalk? No. Am I playing Tony Ferguson at big dog odds? No. But I can understand people wanting to take a shot on Tony Ferguson. Sean Bitter in the chat. Love you, my man. Uh, saying, if you were to invest in one fighter on Contender Series tonight to be a future ranked fighter, who would it be? Great question from the prospect Meister himself. Let me answer that for you real quick, and then I would love to hear your thoughts on that. But the person that I think that has potential to be ranked, uh, tough, 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 honestly. I really like this Kinoshita kid, but we have to see him against legitimate competition. 
Peñas seems to have a you know very solid skill set as well. You know what? Maria Silva actually. You know what I mean? She's fighting at 115 pounds. I think there are a lot of women that she could uh out grapple and out muscle. I think she has the best shot of of being a ranked fighter. And then followed up there, I'd probably say Peñas if he's able to get past Dumas here and his uh grappling continues to hold or grappling defense continues to hold up. Otherwise, I'd say Kinoshita as well. Please let me know who you think is uh, is a future ranked fighter. Uh, CCTV saying true, true, yeah. Contenders is a bit hard to predict sometimes. Exactly. I don't want to get overly invested in it. Like I'd be surprised if I ever put more than two units on contender series myself. Um, I think the one bet that I did have. Uh, sorry. So tonight will be the third time I've bet on contender series this season. I did have a chalky parlay back in week three. I had a 1.17 unit parlay at minus 117. So again, never really gone over two units. 1.75 units is my biggest play on contender series this this season, and that's on Pena straight up because he is a bit of, a little bit chalky. All right, got just a minute left here with you guys, and then I got to get out of here. Uh, Lajon Dream is saying, just seeing Tilgar a DUI in Stockholm last month. Sounds sounds right. Sounds right. JC saying, bet the house on Gone Whitaker Parlay. Ashton Quinn saying, Whitaker decision at minus 105 is the best play for that fight. I agree. Tyler Rose saying, JC, hope you took Gone 4 or 5 decision. I saw it at minus 160. I'm scared that he's going to try to get him out of there quickly with a quick takedown or something like that. Look for a submission. Marcus Williams saying, what are your early thoughts on Johnny Walker versus Iwan Kutalaba? Do you think there's any underdog value for Walker? Uh, I don't. I don't. I think Kutalaba is going to mix it up on him. I think he'll be able to land takedowns, and I think he'll be able to hurt him. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's underdog value on Walker. Harmon Shry saying, what's going on? Appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Sean Bitter offering up his thoughts for Contender Series tonight, saying it's tough, but maybe Rebecca for me. I do think Silva will be will easily be ranked. I like both Dumas and Peñas, so bo they both could get there one day. Yeah, Rebecca could be good, right? He is fighting at what weight class is that? Um, I want to say 170, right? Or is it 155? 155. 155 is a tough division to get ranked in, but if his grappling continues to hold up like it has, could could come down. CCTV, appreciate the love as well. Asher Quinn saying Tui Vasa gone over two and a half was at minus 110 when it opened. Would happily play that, I think. I'm again, I'm scared that Gone is going to come back with a vengeance of some sort, try to take Tui Vasa down, and then try to grapple him and, and, and submit him on the mat. We know he has those chops. We know he can do it. And we know Tui Vasa can be submitted as well. All right. Love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Apologies again for the shortened stream today, but we will be back tomorrow. Same time, 4 p.m. Eastern, as usual, uh, going to 5 p.m., so a full hour tomorrow. And the MMA Lawcast will come out tonight. I will be finishing quickly producing it uh, or editing it right now as soon as I hop off here. Then I got to get ready to go to some wedding event. So plenty to do, but the MMA Lawcast will come out tonight, and I will set it for a premiere so that I can hop on with you guys. So I promise, promise, promise it will come out tonight, and we'll watch it together as well with me in the live chat. All right, love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Catch you guys in the live stream or of the premiere tonight.